Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're discussing Audition Day, the fourth episode of season four of our favorite show, 30 Rock. As the title of this episode suggests, we're closing in on a decision, read the newscast member, or as Jenna considers it, the end of life as she knows it. After embroiling Tracy and her paranoia, where? The two threaten the carefully honed Hornberger system, throwing TGS into turmoil. Another plot points, the fourth wall is already gone. Stop breaking it. We learn all the cultural colloquialism for bedbugs, and Josh Gerard returns after a brief and emotionally scarring stint in gay porn. Let's dive on in, shall we? What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Tracy, I just heard they're closing down the set today. Do you think it's for auditions? Jennifer M., why are you so worked up? Because it's going to be a disaster. Like Katrina. Do you remember Katrina? That crazy girl from hair and makeup? Nothing's going to change. They're going to hire some skinny white guy. How is that a threat? You'll do your lady characters, and I will get on stage, and people will laugh even when I forget my, um... My line? Lines. Lines. Everybody's a threat, Tracy. You don't know who's going to walk through that door. It's true. Anything can happen in the audition process. Oh, yeah, I forgot, .com. You know everything about acting because you played a bird in some stupid school play. <laughs> yes, Tracy, I was Tregoran in The Seagull on the Wesleyan Arts Base main stage. He will know. Vampire! Are they closing the stage this afternoon for auditions? What's on that piece of paper? Uh, Miss Lemon did say, keep this away from Jenna. But she may have meant the Jenna that works downstairs at that luggage store. So I'm going to give it to you. You look a little like a gay porn star with the full mustache and the long hair. <laughs> so what I, what I think gay, gay porn stars look like, I don't actually know. I have a couple different periods sort of amalgamated together. For context, Emma and I went to a 20s party, and a mustache felt appropriate. I did try to do the thin one, but I was afraid I would ruin everything, as I want to do at times. Where does the chain come in that you're wearing? <laughs> I don't know how to get it off. So I put this both of these on two days ago. Is, there's two chains? There's two chains, yeah. <laughs> there's two chains here. And the clasp was so tiny, and my sausage fingers don't have a lot of dexterity left, and I'm unable to remove them. So they're just part of it. Thankfully, I borrowed them from my mom, so they are real gold, so they're not staining my neck. But I will never be able to get these off. It's part doesn't, of me. Doesn't she want them My back? skin will go around it. Yes, she does. Well, can't she use her non-sausage fingers to remove them? I guess. Julie, I don't want solutions. <laughs> they do say that is the way to save our coupledom. What? Like, did you want someone to listen, or did you want solutions? Do you want our, is our couple dumb in jeopardy? <laughs> Always. Are we in the rocks? <laughs> really? Just like Grizzin.com could end at any moment. Never. Oh we're not God. best friends. We're just good friends. <laughs> that was Tracy and Kenneth. I know. <laughs> but Kenneth also refers to .com as best friends. And he's like, we're not best friends. Yeah, because .com and Grizz are best friends. Yeah. So this, we are in the middle of a not my favorite parts of the show show. Wow. So you did not like this episode? Uh, I'm going to go with medium. Okay. I think my memory was that I hated the one before it just because there's a puppet. But really, <laughs> You love one, puppets. I, 
I, I do not enjoy ventriloquism. I sure. like the puppets on Drag Race, but they're moving is. their mouths. Jokes, 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 jokes. <laughs> so it was a good episode. It was fine. We'll get to the whether I, if there's anything rewatchable about it. What did you think? I liked it. I um, enjoyed all the face acting as opposed to the other forms of acting that they do on the show. There are a lot of very fun expressions and reactions and memeable, gifable moments that were super cute and very well acted. So I enjoyed most of it. Yeah, I don't think it was a standout super stellar episode, but I think it was much better than Interstellar, a terrible movie. With Dennis Quaid? Who's Dennis Quaid? I'm kidding. <laughs> Jack Quaid's dad? <laughs> there it is, yeah. I can't wait for the boys to come back. They're going to do this like comic book orgy thing that they had a whole, it's called Herogasm, and I'm interested to see how they'll adapt it for the screen. But Jensen Ackles is in there for my new obsession, Supernatural. So Can I'm he hopeful. act? It doesn't matter. Can he be nude? Here's hoping. <laughs> anyway, so All we right. start in Liz's office, and they have <laughs> narrowed it down to a single cast member that they're going to rig, so Jack will believe it's his idea. And some of the alternatives are a female comic with a bolo tie who looks oh. like a lovely lady. Ooh. <laughs> Bolo ties. Not bad. Well, bolo ties are inherently evil. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jason Sudeikis was wearing a bolo tie during one of his like devil weekend update segments. So I fell down like a little YouTube hole of like the Floyd moments on 30 Rock. And yeah. I remember I did not like him. No. But then when he was on Saturday Night Live this last whatever that was, I was like, I really like him now. It's because he's more Ted Lasso now. So much more Ted Lasso. <laughs> Ooh wee! What's up with that? Oh, I watched all of those, by the way. <laughs> all of them. It's such a good segment. You're like Robin Williams is on. What's up with that? This is embarrassing. <laughs> so the goal is to hire Jaden Michael Tyler, who, after an exhaustive search, they've decided is the one, and he's going to be the uh, new one. Um, not the ones, not to be confused with Jack and Elisa's relationship. And so they got the bolo tie lady. Her name is. Uh, Patty De La Carl. Little little tidbit there. Um, then you've got Australia's Jackie Mason. <laughs> you've got a one-man spooky Halloween band type situation. Jack will His name is Jackie them. Brightman. Okay. And Australia's is that a real Jackie person? Mason is actually Keith Gold. No, they're not. I mean, I've got to all of their LinkedIn's, but they weren't real people. <laughs> So they're going to do this. Uh, they'll all think it's their big break, but they're just using them. He's calling it the Hornburger system. Yeah, they're just fucking decoys. And Liz feels very emotional about this because she's been one of those people before. Uh, she was represented by Suzanne's B-plus talent. <laughs> and we do a flashback to her in a relatively hideous but very 90s outfit, talking about how her carpets need a deep clean. Next! Yeah. <laughs> do you think that was, like, to be the woman who's in the gay porn? Where it's like, not in front of my salad. My carpets need a deep clean. And then it's just like lesbian porn. And I feel like it's a lesbian wearing a bolo tie who has your mustache and glasses. So, yes. I would make a very hot lesbian, I think, if you changed most aspects of what I look like. And then you call your mom and tell her it went great. And you've got a really good feeling about this year. He's like, no. I know it's not fun, but you're making this guy's dreams come true. And at your age, it's probably the last time you'll ever make a man happy. Oh, to Dow. Jack walks in at this exact moment to be like, <laughs> yeah, Liz is old. <laughs> and 
immediately gets confronted by the four names. Some of them make him feel itchy. We assume because they remind him of people on the bus. We later learn it's for a much more sinister reason. Um, and he's telling Liz to be like dishuman and dispassionate and cold and robotic and dismissive. And that this TGS is a pyramid that will one day become her tomb, which was hilarious. And then they said it again. And I was like, pourquoi? We get it. It's her tomb. And that she can't have empathy for the, quote, slaves that are building her pyramid. So I didn't love that line. Didn't love that we repeated that line. Um, and didn't love how itchy he looked. I was scratching the entire episode. I think <laughs> that's a sign of empathy. I'm a very Several problematic person. moments in this episode. Oh, I've my God. Yeah, we'll empathetic ever. Ever. <laughs> What'd you say? I call myself empathetic because no one else will. That's what I said. <laughs> It's like in 10 years, this will all be the size of a microchip. But until then, you're in charge. Think like also, a robot. Be illogical and dispassionate, which is a foreshadowing to the it person is. that he picks. Hey, robot. Um, but also, they lied. In 10 years, it wasn't the size of a microchip. If anything, we're further away from science and development. The Dark Ages. AKA Nick the Joyful One. Hey. So he's like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Human empathy. It's as useless as the Winter Olympics this February on NBC. But that about. is funny. Hey! I do love when they dig at NBC. And the Winter Olympics suck. Besides figure skating, who cares? Um, Bobsledding occasionally. Ugh. Skiing, snowboarding, uh, the biathlon, cross-country skiing. Shooting in winter. Uh, Bobsled, skulls, um, rigmarole, the bing bang boom. Yeah, all of these are real sports, but they're not sports that I enjoy. Curling? What's the one where you lay down? Uh, luge. Luge. <laughs> Name a winter sport I don't enjoy. I don't know. Like, I'm not a gun person, but if you've ever cross-country skied, you go five feet and it feels like your heart's going to explode. <laughs> and then you have to settle yourself down to hit a target? Hell no. <laughs> have me settle down and eat a whole sandwich like a full uh, foot-long <laughs> sub? Yes. Shoot a target? Probably not. <laughs> So we come back from the raucous opening uh, credits, and Jenna looks like she's walking on hot coals. She's sort of prancing towards Tracy with some purpose, but also some angst, because the new cast member is coming, and she's terrified. Tracy doesn't seem super concerned. He's like, they're going to hire a skinny white guy. How is that a threat? You'll do the lady characters, and then I will get on stage, and people will laugh, even if I forget my... Then he asked Grizz what his line was, and his line was lines. Funny, fourth wall. One of many breaking moments. Everybody's a threat, Tracy. You don't know who's going to walk through that door. And then uh, .com chimes in, and Tracy's being very dismissive towards him. He's like, yeah, you know everything about acting because you played a bird. And Tracy yes, knows a lot Tracy. about birds. Don't you know you can fly? <laughs> I was Tregoran in the Seagull on the Wesleyan Art Space main stage. <laughs> That's sweet. What's the Seagull? Isn't it Jonathan Livingston's The Seagull? Didn't you ever read that book? I don't know how to read it. Ah. What did you do? Everything's fine. I dropped Thank my you. phone. I also put a little um, respire because I'm still feeling a little congested from my illness earlier this week. Um, it's an essential oil on my tiny plastic hand, so I've just been smelling that. <laughs> Jack is itching. He's like, it looks like you got a bad case of the chew daddies. Ozark kisses, the woodland <laughs> companion, bed bugs. They're a big problem in New York right now. I like woodsman's kisses. <laughs> I love that Jack's such a dick and he's like, I don't have bed bugs. Kenneth, I went to Princeton. 
back in Stone Mountain, even the mayor had bed bugs, and she was a horse. I love how he lingers <laughs> on she, too. And she, get it, a female mayor, was a horse. Hello? I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I interrupting? I'm sorry, the fully artist. <laughs> <laughs> it's my newest treat. Nice. <laughs> oh, it's nothing. Mr. Donaghy's got the Blue Ridge quilt ticklers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> bed bugs. So the executive comes to the office, is freaking out, and is like, maybe we don't need you ever again. <laughs> Goodbye. The mayor had to burn all her pantsuits. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it, Brinkman. I'll see you at the uh, business development meeting at 11. So he runs away. I also do not want to be around anyone as bed bugs. I'm just going to no. be honest. They can live on your clothes. He was right. Despite the fact that he had some weird discoloration on his forehead, we can still trust him. Um, so then Dotcom comes into Liz's office, and he's very sweet, and he's got blue flashcards. And I don't know how large of a font he's using to write on these flashcards, but he could only fit the great Uta Hagen once said on one before realizing he missed one by saying thank you for this opportunity. Very large. Can he not see? Walter, you idiot. You lost a card. His first name's Walter. <laughs> now we know. Wait, you want to audition? Oh, a dot com. I think you're great, but I'm no, I'm sorry. You can't. So then Jenna you. flies in like a vampire and is like, you cannot hire Jaden Michael Tyler. Before and that, she says, beat it, grizzer.com. <laughs> Just <laughs> joke. Oh, Don't skip over a line where Jenna shows her true colors as a piece of crap. Oh, right. <laughs> Go ahead. So, Liz is unsure of how Jenna find out that there was a new cast member, and then he realizes that it's through Kenneth, and then curses luggage store Jenna. Um, and then Jenna looks on the board and sees that they're stacking the deck so Jade and Michael Tyler can get it. She recognizes that because she has been on many auditions to make Kim Cattrall look grounded and human. <laughs> I loved that line. Liz is like, yes, fine, we're stacking the deck for Jaden. Let me guess what your problem with her is. With him is he's a talented actor and you're threatened by that. No, but they had worked together on a play and he was a real dick. So we flash back where he looks like Tiny Tim and Jenna's dressed in this robot space costume. And Jaden insults her by saying, I love you just won an award for best supporting bra or worst supporting bra. My bad. That was why it was so scathing. And then like a Jesus-y cloaked figure walks out and <laughs> was just like, Play was that? I will not allow this to happen. This paint, this process, like this process is painful enough without adding your crazy to it. Too late. I'm getting that hot feeling in my head. <laughs> so then, dot com is sort of lingering outside of Liz's office and is calling his mom just like she used to, and was like, "So maybe pray on something else because they canceled the audition." Liz relents, is like, "You can audition." He immediately shuts the phone. Is like. I'll need a piano. So now Jack's in his office and he's been trapped there because of the bed bugs. He's like, I will not be ostracized like this. They're like, Jack, over the Zoom screen, which we're now very used to, bed bugs have become an epidemic in New York. I just think that everyone would feel more comfortable if you stayed in your office. I do like how much they're shilling Cisco in this situation. So they're using the Cisco Teleview monstrosity. Cisco, you know, the human network. And then while he's shouting at them, he's also complimenting Cisco. And he's like, are you muting me? 
with uh, Cisco's patented SureMute technology, you are discriminating against me. I'm a human being. So his elitist sort of pyramid that he's on the top of is beginning to crumble, much like the actual pyramids. I do love when they've muted him and they're back at the office and then Jack is just wordlessly screaming at the camera. Yes. It's a good one. You're jumping around <laughs> like a bed bug. Give me something. <laughs> so they're talking about dot-com's going to start auditioning. They're like, how dumb are you? Is there anything in there? And he hits her on the head. She's like, Pete, stop it. You know my Fontanelle never closed. <laughs> I tried to be strong, but I just couldn't tell him no. And now I don't have to see because we're making a Jack's decision. Yeah. And this compromises the entire structure of the Hornberger system. The first guy, Jack's settling in. The second guy he hates. The third is Jaden. And the fourth proves how good Jaden is. The more people you add, the less effective it is. Like a neighborhood dad garage band. <laughs> She's like, come on, it's just .com. He's like, it won't be because this is what you're doing. And then he starts, okay. <laughs> and then he starts like using a horizontal wheel and he's using it really aggressively. Liz doesn't know what's going on. She's like, are you driving a bus? He's like, plug-in wheels are horizontal! They are. It was all under control. Now everyone's gonna want in and we can't stop them. Hey, what the frack, nerds? Pete told me you were looking outside at only outside people. Now .com's auditioning. Frank, stupid Frank. She's like, Frank, I know you're a stand-up, but no, I want in and I'm not changing my act to fit your stupid show. So then Brian Williams comes in. <laughs> He's so annoying. Um, he also wants to audition, not as himself, but Nicky Motorulo from Scott Plains, New Jersey. He says it even worse than that, if you can believe. Uh, forget about it. Hey, you scared. Actor emergency. <laughs> he, he she runs in hire... so fucking hilariously, by the way. She looks like she's charging. Pete and Liz want to hire this guy, Jaden. He's evil, Tracy. He's evil, Tracy? <laughs> He's evil, comma, Tracy. Also, when she comes in to shout actor emergency, he grabs the comedy and tragedy mask and sort of brandishes them like, where? <laughs> <laughs> Pete and Liz are rigging it to make sure he gets the job. Do you know who else they're auditioning? A one-man band. Some old Australian dot com. And now Tracy is scared. Yeah. He was like, I once saw that guy become Tregorin <laughs> at the Wesleyan Art Space. Were they getting paid for this? <laughs> that guy is good. I can't compete with him. So they decide to find better actors themselves. I don't know how that's going to help. Are they going to be loyal to them because they got them on the show personally? It's still going to be another actor, you know? But they're just going to mess with the whole thing so that Jaden doesn't get it and .com doesn't get it. They're going to find a better person. They won't let him use his, it won't let Jack use his company car until he gets rid of the bed bug situation. In fact, they suggested you take a taxi cab. And this interaction with Jonathan is so sad because he uses one of those extender grabby things <laughs> to take a paper out of his hand. And he just looks so upset to be doing it. I would think that he would want Jack's bed bugs. Bring them closer. It would mean he was in his bed. Bug it. <laughs> So he ends up on the train. Yeah, after the taxi cab says you can't come in because you've got Mugabe's concubines, <laughs> which is their word for bedbugs. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry to bother you. My name is Jack, and I have bedbugs. <laughs> I'm not a drug addict. I'm an executive at the General Electric Corporation, and I just need to get my medicine. If someone could tell me how to transfer to the four train, I'd be very grateful to you for your help. God bless you, and have a good day. 
at this time, everyone's scooting away from him. Mothers are shielding their children from him, <laughs> avoiding eye contact. Even Les Moonvest, the dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. The homeless guy who wears a moon vest, gold case or something, that John McEnroe house. Yeah. Was on the was on the bus too. Or the train or the subway. I don't know. I'm not from New York. Okay. Here we go. You can do it. Hi, I'm Jaden Michael Tyler. My first piece will be a dinner party at Martin Scorsese's house with Christopher Walken and Gilbert Gottfried. What? Thank you for inviting us, Martin. I brought wine! <laughs> bitch. I was talking to you on the phone, wasn't I? What? Give it up. I figured out your game. Congratulations. Your show is so stupid, I thought you would be too. I can't believe I went through all of this for you. I fought for you, Jaden, and now I'm gonna have to start all over. No, you don't. You're giving me the job no matter what, because your fingerprints are all over my camera. So? So? You said you'd only hire me if I'd let you take pictures of my genitals. Oh, no! What is wrong with them? Jenna was right. You're totally crazy. Would a crazy person laugh like this? <laughs> what is Kathy Geist doing here? Yeah, so Liz is back in, and it's a mess of everyone doing vocal drills and playing different instruments, and yeah, Kathy Geist is there. Um, Pete's frustrated, and no one's happy. Kathy Geist is there because her father heard about Brian Williams and insisted she get a chance. There's too many people here for the Hornberger system, Liz. What if Jack actually picks one of these weirdos? Did you know the Australian Jackie Mason was chemically castrated by his government? Oh, gosh. So Jaden shows up and they're like, this is the one. He seems super earnest, excited. You can tell already. He's fucking crazy, though. Have you seen those eyebrows? Even Kathy knows it because um, she growls and headbutts him like a dog goat, a goat dog. Dog sheep hybrid, a sheep dog, but like an actual made of sheep and dog. So they're like, sorry, it's a little crazy here. Like, Nick, are you? <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. This is corny, but will you take a picture of me in front of the TGS sign? Maybe this will convince my mom to stop sending me law school applications. Liz's version of that is, sorry, virgin of that is that her mom used to say how older versions are virgins, damn it, are good luck in Mexico. Take it away. Okay, well, good. I'll see you on stage. He's lying. He is a good actor. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, but this dude has not been in anything else. In real life or in the show? No, he, he's... Just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess both, yeah. In real life, he has a million credits. None of them are in the Law and Order franchise. Yeah, none just of them In case matter. anybody was wondering. But. Everyone's always wondering. <laughs> I mean, I'm always wondering, like, well... <laughs> also, his name does sound like Fontanelle. It's Nick Fondoulis. True. So he's like, don't worry, <laughs> okay. we're going to make this work. I'll rethink the system. At least they know it can't get any worse. Now, Jenna and Tracy are out trolling for people. But if you are a funny gay man, please get into the car. <laughs> I, I repeat, all funny gays into the car. <laughs> now you speak. No. So when she says... <laughs> this is the best line. No, but I there was something that happened before that's important. So she's like, at least we know it can't get any worse. And they both look into the camera, foreshadowing that obviously it's going to get worse. And they're breaking the fourth wall again. I'm not gay. I'm Valerian. 
I gave you a chance. You didn't take it. I can't. Because there was a point that I wanted to talk about. Now you get to read this next one. Sure. <laughs> Black people, I know I've said some terrible things about you in print, but I come here today on a mission of peace. We need the funniest one, the funniest fool here to step forward. Well, Tracy says that part. But the other part's Jenna. But the other part was Jenna, yeah, as we could tell from your spot on impression of her being uh, reliable. So this, everyone starts shouting. Welcome to our final episode of <laughs> <laughs> Next time you say I'm unprepared, remember, that's how you like it. <laughs> as you like it, Charlie Brown. Anyway, so they start chanting, Calandra, Calandra, Calandra. Um, and this woman comes up, and this does date the time it came out, because she's wearing um, a belt right underneath her breasticles, um, which was the trend at the time. Um, in 2010, I believe. And she starts dancing and eating a sandwich. And they're like, that'll work. So now we've stereotyped gays and black women. And we're on to the next scene. This was actually a sweet moment between Grizz and .com. And Grizz comes in and is like, you're going to get it. And then so deadpan says, Walter, you're going to get it. And he made him an origami crane that's supposed to represent the seagull. And then they hug and it's super sweet. <laughs> oh, Mr. Donaghy, did they make you ride in the freight elevator? He's like, I walked in your shoes today, Kenneth. I don't think <laughs> you like, did, sir. <laughs> I just got the one pair. And I <laughs> so he realizes he fell out of the pyramid today, cast out of society like a leper. No one will look at me. No one will touch me. But you will, Kenneth. Hug me. Embrace me. Make me feel like a human again. And Kenneth says, I'm gonna think. At two, Kenneth. To which he started speaking in Latin. He's, Kenneth has been around for thousands of years, and Latin was actually his first language. So I won't butcher the Back Latin. at the audition. <laughs> yeah. These are some actors we found driving all over this amazing, vibrant city. And this is the reimbursement form from my guest. I drove a million miles. Yeah, so they've got Calandra in the back. They've got Bilarius. They've got a rabbi. And then just a tall, skinny dude in a scarf. Maybe he's one of the gays. It seems so. I don't know how you dragged this idiot in on your paranoia. Where? <laughs> it was hilarious when he was like, I drove a million miles and just stares at them. And then Liz gets her mean badger face. El Tijon. I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> you're not taking away the one good thing that I get out of this miserable process. If you're talking about hiring Jason, you're insane. <laughs> Just call anyone he's ever worked with. She's like, I did. I called every one of his references, and they're all impression. impressive. <laughs> a commercial with Martin Scorsese, an off-Broadway play with Christopher Walken. He even started the Meisner technique with Sir Gilbert Gottfried, and they all said the same thing. So these are the real people and their voices. Yeah, so they call, and she's progressively eating a giant sandwich the entire time. They're dropping some major acting shit, though. Uta Hagen, one of the greatest actresses of all time. The Meisner technique is, like, a super famous, like, after Sanford Meisner. He's an acting teacher. <sighs> what? I can Google. Obviously. <laughs> also, is, I didn't Google this. Is Gilbert Gottfried really a sir? No. Okay. I didn't Google, but I'm going to guess a big no on that okay, one. Okay, but I don't know. Was describing your sandwich necessary to under understanding of what happened? <laughs> so Jenna wants to make sure that the Hornberger system will devail, um, aka fail. And so she's going to ruin Jaden psychologically. And the way to do that is the meanest thing you can say to someone that you have met. Nice. 
to meet you. And that freaks people out, huh? This is a learning and friendship adventure. <laughs> Cute. I do a little fist. Fist bump, sorry. I almost said just day. With a friend fist. Friends fisting. <laughs> I just watched that one. All five together. <laughs> fisting our way through the bachelorette party or the wedding. They're going the, to. La- the final wedding. <laughs> so they're ready to get started. You just need one minute to send some of these people home. He's like, you're just going to kick them all to the curb like so much human garbage? She's Why like, are you being so cold and dispassionate? Because you fucking told me to. And you just blindly do whatever I say? What are you, a robot? You told me to be a fucking robot. <laughs> what is going on with you? I have bed bugs. And these bed bugs have chewed my blinders off my eyes. These are all people, Lemon, with feelings. And she's like, Arr! They will all get a chance. They all get to audition. Anyone who wants to audition, just give their name to Pete. Yeah, and Pete's not doing great right now. So Frank's the first one that we see up. And... um. They're all seated, Jack, Liz, and Pete. Liz sort of scoots away from Jack as he continues to scratch. And Frank tells a very upsetting story about how he was at the mall and went to the beach with his niece's friends, and he did something at a pool party. It's all bleeped. For my and first then, character, I'd like to do an old janitor who's finally had enough and stabs everybody. <laughs> and then Calandra is up, and she's just like, Saying, mmm, while eating a sandwich and shimmying, body rolls. I do like the janitor. Not just because he's homicidal. I mean, not because he's homicidal. <laughs> not just because it's homicidal. But he's also gay. So Jenna's ready to seek her revenge. And she says, hello, I'm Jenna Maroney. And he says, oh, hi, I'm Jaden. Nice to meet you. She's like, how dare you pretend you don't remember me? I'm the one that doesn't remember you. <laughs> Crazy pants. And then we see Josh Gerard, Poor and he's Josh. like, "Hi, I'm Josh." You knew Gerard. he had a last name. Yeah, former uh, former TGS cast member and some movie work that didn't pan out. Then my agent dropped me. Then a web short where they made me do guy guy stuff. Anyway, oh, and he's like, "Oh God, forgive me." I call this character Smelly Belly. And he lifts up his shirt, since no one can see you. <laughs> Good evening. We are Laugh of the Mohicans. Our first bit is the Hamburglar. New. It's Tut. It's and Tufer. It's Tufer and Lutz who are performing that. And then Hornberger's freaking out because he didn't realize that they were going to go together. So he has to find someone fast. It threw off the whole system. So then Tracy's walking down the hallway and he's like, "Hey, Tom, nice to meet you." And he's like, "Why would you say that to me?" <laughs> so now Brian Williams is up and he's like. Have you ever thought about what happens when the refrigerator light goes off? Does the mail cause trouble? I don't know. Forget about it. Ugh. It's pointless. Pete uh, escapes 30 Rock and then immediately sees a street performer, a robot. And he's like, do you want to be on TGS? And then he's running back in and the robot is just sort of like meandering robotically. <laughs> he's like, come on. And he's like, mm, 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 mm. So now we see Dotcom, who's performing. He's doing sort of a spoken word thing. He's like, growing up in Bed-Stuy, there was a certain music to the way people talked. And he's like, "Hi, puppy. Um, and then he asked to go again because someone really got in his head. Tracy. Then Kathy Geis is singing in the most beautiful, whatever her name is, Susan. Susan Boyle. Boyle voice. She's Susan's anal bum party. From um, <laughs> Sus anal bum party. 
the Susan Boyle had a hashtag that it was Susan Album Party, and everyone put the word, those letters, because it's all together in a hashtag, and those words also are <laughs> sus anal bum party. <laughs> I do not remember. <laughs> That's amazing. So now they're getting excited. Here he is. Here we go. You can do it. I'm Jaden Michael Tyler. My first piece will be a dinner party at Martin Scorsese's house with Christopher Walken and Gilbert Godfrey. And Liz is like, what? So this part, it, I mean, it's great, right? Like that all the voices are being done by the real actors, but it's like yeah. the worst dubbing ever. It doesn't even be pretending to be coming out. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I think we understand why Nicholas Fudatuli or whatever only has <laughs> two credits. He doesn't use a lot of credits. Not lasting good ones. Well, no Law and Order, obviously. <laughs> he's got a lot of credits. He's he's a good actor. It's not his fault, I don't think. Oh my god, I didn't insult his entire character. I think you did, Emma. No, just his craft that he's devoted his life to. Rewind the tape. So Liz is like, I figured out your game. It's like, congratulations, your show is so stupid. I thought you would be too. <laughs> and the worst Christopher Walken impression ever. I figured out your game, idiot. <laughs> So the subtitle he, said "bad Christopher Walken impression." I know, it was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. It up, <laughs> out your game. She's like, "I fought for you, Jaden, and now I'm gonna have to start all over." He's like, "No, you don't. You're giving me this job no matter what, because your fingerprints are all over my phone, all over my camera. You said you'd only hire me if I let you take pictures of my genitals." He pulls it out of a bag because it's got her fingerprints on it. It's like, oh no, what's wrong with them? <laughs> then it was right. You're totally crazy. He's like, would a crazy person laugh like this? Nah. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to Jack taking the service elevator with the robot who um, shimmies up or sort of meanders. How do robots walk? He zits up. And Jack is super mournful and lamenting his time, to which the robot does a little drops his head and everything. They share a bonding moment. Then we see Liz running up to Jenna and it's like, Jenna, oh my God, you were right. I'm sorry I doubted you. You've just never been right before about anything, ever. They say, she says, no, he's crazy. We can't hire him. They're like, who, Brian Williams? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was true about Brian Williams as well. Yeah. Tracy like the janitor. Yeah. Same. I got to find Jack. Tell him we didn't find anyone. We have to start over. My two cents. I like the janitor. <laughs> He's like, I've never been to an audition before. It was upsetting. A grotesque carnival of human misery. Beautiful line. Just be the adult teacher would be very pleased. <laughs> the next line's better. To be fair, I did not think Kathy Geis was going to finish her song by taking off her underpants. <laughs> <laughs> However, the process was a pleasant reminder that some of us are, in fact, better than others. He's back. <laughs> there was one standout, in my opinion. She's like, no, She's like, he was no. my favorite, too. But he's crazy. We have to start over. All actors are crazy lemon, and the more talented they are, the crazier they are. I mean, look at Jenna and Tracy. They handed in a check request for $600,000 worth of gas. <laughs> Your job is to manage the crazy and bring out the talent. Crazy is one thing. He's a psychopath. You're wrong. He's a good person, and this conversation is over. We're hiring the robot. I'm sorry. The robot is the guy that you like. And you think he's the best because? Because he was the only one of them, the only person in New York that would shake the hand of a man with bedbugs. Lemon, we're not just hiring an actor. We're hiring a coworker, 
a human being. And I say we hire the one who lives by the code of the robot. Care, <laughs> love, live. She's like, okay, so instead of starting from scratch, we are hiring the robot on the show to act. Boy, I hope he speaks English. <laughs> Yikes is the line and the truth. Then we're back on the subway. <laughs> there is a male singing group that Jack has joined to sing this little light of mine while asking for change. <laughs> yeah, strange endings. There are some strange endings, yeah. Um, and then the robot is not yet Cheyenne Jackson. It's a man named Daniel Janalo. He's a dancer and a former athlete. Mm. He's a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Is he cute? <laughs> He's okay. But he is the robot in this episode, but Cheyenne will be there starting the next one. Party! All right, so what do you think? What are your thoughts? What do you got? I thought the, I thought Jenna had some very funny winners in this episode. When she was talking about Kim, Kim Cattrall, trying to make her seem grounded and normal. When Liz was talking at her expense that she's never been right about anything, ever. That was fun. Uh, but there were some like weird moments about like, you know, hey, gay people. Hey, black people. I mean, I know it's supposed to be satirical of like, this is, we're lampooning the stereotypes of these people. But then sometimes it's like, are you? Well, I say we head to the chat and hit it with a scuzzor. Hit it, hit it, baby. One more time. Time, time, time. Let me know when you're ready. Ready. Son. Emma an 85, Julian 86, Nick a 90. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you don't believe in the Julian rules <laughs> or that, you know, Biden won the election, but. Um, oh my God. That's <laughs> Same thing. Uh, but what's rewatchable about this episode? Like, what would Opening you the floodgates. Is there anything up there? You know my fontanelle never closed. Kim Petrell, grounded and normal. You were never right about anything ever. He became yeah, Tregorn. any of those things. He became... was fun. Yeah, he became Tregorn. <laughs> yeah. Not my favorite. Not the Source Award. No. Much more neutral than the Source Awards. Yes, that one... Do you think that's just a hatred of Wayne Brady or? No, I don't think it has to do with it at all. <laughs> I hope not. Next week is the problem solvers. Jack plays hardball with Liz when she rejects his offer for a talk show and signs with an agent instead. Meanwhile, the new cast member arrives and threatens to disturb Kenneth's role with the talent. <laughs> By being a nice person from Canada, Surrey, sorry, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. No. Oh, my God. Lemon. Sorry, is that a rage stroke? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, Danny boy. So, um, yeah. So, it's a fun episode. The worst episode of 30 Rock is still better than all, 99% of all the other shows out there. Most of them, Nick really likes, like, The Truth About Ted, Younger, or whatever there. So, <laughs> hopefully, you got a couple laughs out this week. Sorry, You're things are a little Canadian. wacky. Because <laughs> a Canadian would never do this. Except maybe Lemon. Don't even have to ask for me for me to get it. When you see my ass in this, I charge credit. <laughs> what were you saying about Wacky? I'm talking about <laughs> Lemon from Drag Race, not Liz Lemon, which doesn't make any sense because oh, right she's now, Canadian uh, right now, though. We were talking about Canadians. Canadians who's nice. Canadian? You're not Canadian. Danny Boy. Whatever storyline Nick is telling today, <laughs> I'm completely lost. <laughs> but hopefully, you guys got a couple chuckles out of this final episode of Blurg since we're not tweeting. <laughs> 
Um, it's like, like to hear Nick talk about other things that don't make any sense. We have another podcast called Takes All Over the Place. Please feel free to listen. We're just trying to bring some laughter and light into this crazy world right now. So hope you guys had fun listening. Nick, it's been a pleasure doing a podcast. <laughs> Emma, let's stay friends. But I got you a BFF necklace. BFF and, uh, necklace. Oh my God. If you could see the chains that Nick is wearing right now. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys have a great week and lots of laughs. I, I have to go. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And... Frank! <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! <laughs> we love you, Frank.